You're listening to the Grow Your Own Food Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow fresh fruit, vegetables, and even grains in your own backyard. In every episode, you'll get growing tips, recipe inspiration, and more. Ready to get growing? Then let's jump in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 56 of the Grow Your Own Food podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Smith, and today I am going to be talking about when and how to harvest garlic. It's funny because when I first started gardening, garlic was one of the things I was most excited to grow and When I first kind of started Googling out there about like when to harvest it, I found a lot of conflicting advice. So I'm going to kind of go over what I read, why some of it is kind of wrong, honestly, and then I'm going to tell you kind of what you should look for when you do harvest your garlic. When is the appropriate time to harvest your garlic? And then a few things that make harvesting a little bit more successful as well. So that's what we're going over in today's episode. But first, a word from our sponsor. So like I said, when I had my first garlic harvest come in and I kind of felt like it was about ready to harvest. It was it was looking kind of different, and so it made me start to wonder. I went out there looking for answers, and I found a lot of different answers. Some people said to harvest the garlic when the leaves start to turn yellow. A bunch of other articles, a bunch of other people said to wait until the leaves were like all yellow and completely brown. Yet another article said to harvest garlic in late July or August if you lived in the north but that harvest time would depend on planting date if you lived in the South, which was maddening to me because I live in Kansas, which is smack in the middle of the U.S., and depending on planting date provides literally no help whatsoever if you don't follow that up with some sort of time length, right? Like six months from planting date, you know? So it was really, really frustrating. Over time, I kind of learned a lot more. I had several garlic harvests. I've read a lot more articles and I am going to tell you exactly what to look for when it is time to harvest your garlic. So there are two really good clues to look for when it comes to knowing when to harvest your garlic. Number one is that it's got somewhere between two and four yellow leaves. The leaves on garlic yellow from the bottom up. So the leaves on the bottom are going to be the first ones to yellow. And those are going to be the ones that are on the very outside of the garlic bulb, those bottom leaves. Now, you don't want to wait, unlike I had read previously, you don't want to wait until all of the leaves are yellow for a few very good reasons. Number one is that garlic is heat sensitive. So unlike onions, onions, honestly, you can, they kind of bulb up and they're like halfway out of the ground by the time it's time to harvest them, which we're going to be talking about here in a few episodes as well. Um, And you can pull them out of the ground and kind of let them lay out in the sun to cure 
But garlic is not that way. If you wait until all the leaves are yellow or brown, there's a chance that the garlic will almost like cook in the soil through the summer heat and and then it'll rot. So you don't want to wait until all the leaves are yellow or brown. It'll, It'll rot in the ground. Also, too many yellow or dead leaves means fewer leaves to protect the garlic bulbs from moisture, disease, and pests. You actually want, I would say, five to six green leaves because these dry down and kind of suction themselves into sort of the wrapper around the bulb. And we'll talk about after you harvest, you know, why this is so important here in a little bit. The second clue that you want to look for is that the garlic leaves, the the plant part above the ground, has flopped over. So why not just leaf color? Well, honestly, the bottom leaves can start to yellow before the bulb has stopped growing. And you want the bulbs to get as fat and as big as possible, right? So The flopping over of the leaves is a signal that the garlic, and honestly every allium plant, garlic, onions, shallots, it's a signal from the plant that it's a sign that the bulb they're attached to has matured and is as big as it's going to get. Now, that's going to differ from plant to plant. One bulb might be smaller, one bulb might be larger, but both of the sets of leaves have flopped over. It's different for each plant, but each plant, that's like each plant saying, you know what, I'm done. This is as big as I'm going to get. Pull me out of the ground now. Or, you know, honestly, if it were out in nature without humans harvesting it, it would be, that's it. I'm done. The plant part is dead. Leave me in the ground to, you know, sprout again next spring and send up seeds. So that's right leaving it in the ground will not make it grow any bigger after the leaves have flopped over. Once there's no more plant part, once the plant part flops over, it's it's going to shortly stop photosynthesizing, sending more energy to be stored down into the bulb, and it's not going to get any bigger. So you don't want to leave it in the ground longer than it needs to be after the leaves have flopped over. So those are the two big signs that you should look for um, when it comes to knowing when your garlic is ready to harvest. So let's talk about harvesting garlic, actually getting it out of the ground. Root crops, all root crops, honestly, can be really tricky to harvest because when you can't see what's under the soil, it's easy to damage the vegetable as you're digging it up, you know, whether it's potatoes or onions or garlic. Onions are a little bit easier because, like I said, they're pushing themselves up out of the soil. But garlic, most of the time, actually, I've never seen garlic push itself up out of the soil. If anything, it almost kind of like pulls itself down deeper into the soil. So it's really important to harvest garlic the right way so that you're not damaging the bulbs. So some do's and don'ts when it comes to harvesting garlic. Don't pull the garlic up by the stem. I know it's really, really tempting, but garlic has a really determined, aggressive set of roots. In fact, I think that that's what pulls it down further into the soil. So it's going to want to hold on to the soil. And a lot of times, if you try to pull the garlic up by the stem, by the plant part, 
they will the stem will often break off when you pull and it's going to make it a lot harder to find and dig up the bulb after that stem breaks off you also won't have the stems to braid the bulbs together to braid the garlic together after it's cured which i'm going to talk about here in a little bit number two don't use a spade. It's really easy to accidentally cut into the bulb with a sharp bladed spade. If you're kind of just like digging it in there, um, it's really easy to just pierce or, or cut the garlic bulb. I had to remind Mr. B of that while he was out helping me pull this year's garlic harvest. Um, and he got a little irritated at me because he was helping me. And, you know, when you lecture people who are helping you, that doesn't go very well. <laughs> Number three, do use a garden claw. Like, yay, finally an actual use for this weird little thing that came in your gardening tool set. In my episode about must-have tools for gardeners, I talked about how, like, if you buy, you know, those little three-piece sets of tools, a lot of times you'll get a spade, you'll get a, a weed puller, and you'll get, like, this little claw thing that honestly doesn't have a whole lot of use. Um, because if you use it for weeding or cultivating fertilizer into the soil, a lot of times you can accidentally um, cause damage to really shallow roots for plants that have shallow root systems. But it actually does have a use here in garlic harvesting. A small pitchfork will also work if you do not have one of these garden claws or your hands. Honestly, I prefer to use my hands um, as much as I can in the garden just because it helps me avoid damaging my produce. But sometimes the soil can get like really uh, crusty, really hard, especially as it is right now where we haven't had a whole lot of rain and it can be really hard to dig your fingers into. So a claw or a small pitchfork is, is going to be really beneficial in that situation especially. Number four, you do want to give your garlic some room when you're digging it up. Work from the outside in. Don't dig right down next to the stem kind of start digging a few inches out from the stem in, in any direction. This is really going to help, again, make sure that you don't accidentally, you know, pierce or cut the garlic bulb. And then number five, once you have managed to pull that garlic bulb up out of the soil, don't leave it out in the sun. Again, garlic is heat sensitive. You know, it's going to be fine if you leave it laying in the sun for the 10-15 minutes it takes you to harvest all your garlic. That's not a big deal. You don't need to worry about that. Even up to like I would say 30 minutes, probably fine. But while onions can be left out in the sun to cure, garlic definitely should not be. And that leads me to the next topic, which would be how to cure garlic. So like many vegetables that you kind of can store for many months, like potatoes, onions, garlic needs time to cure. As garlic cures, the outer layers begin to dry and kind of suction into the bulb, sealing the moisture in and making the garlic, you know, fit to store for months at a time. Curing garlic is best done in dry, warm conditions. Since we get a lot of surprise storms in July and August and our summers here in Kansas can get really humid, I cure my garlic indoors. It's smelly, <laughs> but it's a sure way to keep it warm and dry. So here are some do's and don'ts of curing garlic now that we've got it up out of the ground. 
Number one, don't worry about the dirt. Definitely don't wash the bulbs off. You can brush the excessive amounts of dirt off the roots with your fingers, but leave the rest. And I will tell you why here in a little bit. You don't need to worry about it. Do, however, trim the roots off because it speeds up the curing process. I take a pair of scissors and I trim the roots to about a half inch long. You don't have to worry about getting the roots like sheared off as close as possible to, you know, the base of the bulb. That's not necessary. And, and honestly, you can end up, you know, cutting into the bulb itself. So um, just trim them to about half inch long. That's perfectly fine. Do hang the garlic up or suspend it in some way. Garlic, when it's curing, needs a lot of good air circulation to cure well and not develop mold. So don't leave it lying on top of one another. If you are lying it down, kind of give them a lot of space, um, spread them out so that they have at least an inch on each side. If you have the materials, you can lay some chicken wire across a pair of sawhorses and thread the leaves down through the wire, kind of leaving the bulbs up on top of the chicken wire with the leaves dangling down below. This is how I cure my garlic at home and it just allows air circulation above, under, all around the sides. And it honestly cures really pretty fast that way. If you do hang them up, which you can also do um, if you don't have the materials, you know, the chicken wire and the sawhorses, don't hang them in clusters of more than 10 because too many garlic bulbs in one bunch is going to slow down curing and air circulation. And, and again, it just sort of introduces more of an opportunity for mold or rot. The next thing, the next do, is do use a dehumidifier if you have one. If you're curing your garlic indoors, and let's say you're curing your garlic in like a, the basement, an unfinished basement, um, using a dehumidifier is just going to help it speed up the curing process. It's not a must-have, just helps things go a little bit faster. And then finally, don't cure the bulbs in sunlight. So just like we don't want to expose them to a ton of sunlight when we pull them up out of the ground, we, we don't want to hang them up somewhere where they're going to get a bunch of direct sunlight. You might think it'll cure faster in the sun, but garlic is not like other things in that way. We, we don't want to expose it to a bunch of sunlight and a bunch of heat. Garlic takes 10 to 14 days to cure depending on the conditions. So depending on the amount of airflow, air circulation, depending on whether you're using a dehumidifier. The drier the air, the faster the garlic is going to cure. A good way to judge whether garlic is done curing is that you no longer smell it in the air. So like when we bring our garlic harvest down into the basement, Oh my good lord, when you go down the basement steps to like get something out of the deep freeze for to thaw for dinner, just this wave of garlic just hits you in the face in our house this time of year. It's kind of awful, but kind of amazing. Also, the next thing that you can look for is that the first few layers of skin are papery and rub away easily. Once they've cured, you can rub away the dirt-covered top layer of papery skin, right? So like I talked about earlier, those were those bottom leaves that yellowed first, those leaves that died. And it's when those leaves are dead already, when you pull your garlic bulb, those end up being the ones that rub away really easy and peel away and they don't protect the bulb as much. 
that's why you want to leave those five to six green leaves because those are going to cleave onto the bulb and seal everything up and in. One of the things I do if like the the skins aren't rubbing off as much or if I if I don't want to peel, you know, the few first outer layers of skins off is I will use a soft fingernail brush to simply buff the dirt off of the outside of the garlic bulb. That's something you can do as well. Takes a little bit of time, but honestly, it helps me not get dirt everywhere in my pantry up in the kitchen and I feel like it's worth it. You might not, and that's totally okay. As far as how to braid garlic, as soon as I started learning how to grow garlic, I knew I wanted to learn how to braid it because it looks gorgeous, like like something out of an Italian kitchen. And I loved the idea of being able to snip off a bulb as part of the flow of putting dinner together because I can get a little romantic about food and cooking that way. Only soft neck garlic can be braided in this way. The stem and the leaves of hard neck garlic, as the name suggests, are too inflexible to braid. So you want to cut off the, the greenery, the stems of hard neck garlic. Leave about a half an inch of the stem when you cut it off. And then honestly, just kind of use it whenever you need it. If you have both hard neck and soft neck garlic, I would say use your hard neck garlic first because it doesn't store as long. I grow both kinds. Hard neck garlic tends to be, well one, the cloves tend to be a lot bigger, but two, they it also tends to be hotter, spicier, more garlicky. Um, so I use it especially in things like the salsa that I make when my tomatoes come in and I can it because I feel like it just retains that garlic flavor much better than soft neck garlic once it's been through the canning process. So if you've grown both types, use up your hard neck garlic first. Soft neck garlic though, like I said, can be braided. Um, you know, those leaves kind of dry down, they become soft and pliable so that you can braid them. And I'm really excited. I'm, I'm kind of starting to try and coordinate all my content in a way that serves my, my podcast listeners. I now have a video up on my Instagram. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, you can find me there at B and Basil. No underscores, anything like that. Just B and Basil. And you can find an IGTV video of how I braid garlic and you can follow along if you have a garlic harvest, if you've never braided garlic before, or if this is your first garlic harvest and you're like, you know what, that sounds amazing and romantic and I want to do that too. If you don't get it the first time, don't be discouraged. I usually have to like give myself a little refresher every year. The leaves are going to be pliable enough that you can redo your braid a few times if needed without it really hurting anything or them snapping off. If you already know how to do a French braid, you're halfway there and you're a leg up on me. I did not grow up knowing how to French braid, so honestly, you're further along than I was. Again, don't get down on yourself if you don't get it right on the first try just keep practicing. So that is it for today's episode. Thank you so very much for listening. I'm so excited for you. I'm, I love garlic. I think 
it's honestly my favorite thing to grow. But we are getting into a point of the year we are starting to harvest a lot. And that leads me to what is up in the next episode, which is how to harvest and cure potatoes. So we're going to be talking about the signs of, you know, potatoes being ready to harvest and then how to cure them for storage in the next episode. Again, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I really love the continued, you know, feedback and questions and things like that that I keep getting. I'm so enthusiastic about gardening that I love helping people when they reach out with questions. So keep sending them in. And if, again, if you haven't had a chance to, it would be awesome of you to go out onto your favorite podcatcher and review the podcast so that other people know that it's worthwhile to listen to. Thank you so very much, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Own Food podcast. Visit beeandbasil.com for helpful how-to articles, images, and recipes.